Welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today, I have the honor to learn from Austin Wells. Austin is the owner of the Portside Rogues Lightsaber Academy in Michigan. He lives the Jedi lifestyle and teaches others to do so as well. I'm sure we're going to learn a lot about that today. So, Austin, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time. But here's a question that I'm going to open up with. How the heck did you get into this? This is something not too many people uh, walk into. What got you into this? Uh, So what actually got me into it was I originally was a fencer before I became a lightsaber guy. Uh, I was in there for about two or three years before a couple other students were saying, hey, they're actually trying to make lightsaber fighting a sport. So a lot of them started moving that way, and I followed a mover. And uh, it was it's very complex of a dueling system. It's not just your simple forward and backward. It's a lot closer to your sword fighting that you see in, like, the Renaissance festivals. So I started doing that, and I was in it for uh, 17 years. And, um, yeah. That's wow. Yeah, 17 years ago. That's a long time. About three years ago was when I actually started delving into the philosophies and the lifestyle itself when I became the teacher. So it's an odd series of just how it all started. And it was funny because uh, I actually wasn't like a, a, a fan of Star Wars at the time. Uh, I actually was a duelist for two years before I watched my first Star Wars movie, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you start out as, did you like fence uh, com- competitively, like against other people competitively? Yeah, uh, I was a foil fencer, which isn't as awesome as it sounds, but. <laughs> what What is that? It's pretty much just the, like, that's the basic level. It's the smallest one. So, like, in you getting all the gear and stuff, uh, what was the switch like then from going from fencing? Because that could actually, like, you have all this gear on to make sure you don't get, like, stabbed or anything, right? To actual, like, using lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, uh, lightsabers also have a lot of uh, armor as well. Um, but their stuff is more hardened because unlike a, a foil... It doesn't, like, kind of bend when it hits you or nothing. It's a solid object. Yeah, I've actually Mm -hmm. got one chilling right here behind me. Yeah, let's see it. Yeah, so this is pretty much the base type we use. Just lights up. The hilt is actually made of aluminum. And the blade is made of polycarbonate. Uh, it's the same exact stuff they use to seal windshields onto commercial vehicles. So it's not like a, <laughs> it's not like a real fragile item. It, these things break bone if you're not careful. <laughs> oh, wow. So you get, you armor, like you get armor then. Cause you said there was competitions that you do with lightsaber dueling as well. Like how is like, what type of armor? Is it similar to fencing? Uh, a lot of people use, like, a mixture of lacrosse armor and hockey padding type stuff. That's usually, like, the best way to go about it. 
But I mean, it's up to the 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 person's preference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you talked about how people are trying to get this to become a sport. Uh, kind of two questions here. One, what would that process look like to make that happen? And two, like, what are these competitions like? Like, how how do they? I mean, obviously, right? You get the person, you win. But is it based off like how many hits you get on them? Is there rounds? Oh yeah. What's kind of that like? Yeah. Uh, usually it goes till like ten. Uh, first one to ten uh, points is the winner. So unlike fencing, fencing's usually done forward and backward on like a square section. Lightsaber combat's actually done on a circular platform. Uh, so side to side, forward, backward. There's no rules against like jumping over your opponent, getting behind them, and everything like that. So it becomes extremely complex and extremely difficult, especially with some of these guys that have the ability to literally jump their opponent. So what? Yeah, like they just jump over them. Yeah, some people actually like uh, will actually uh, do flips over their opponents. It is a it's one of their styles. <laughs> Wow, that is crazy. And so I'm, I'm assuming they're trained in like martial arts and stuff too. If they're oh yeah, there's <laughs> doing stuff like that. There's seven official forms for lightsaber combat. Each one of them has its own abilities. Each one's got its own how it works, its strengths and weaknesses. What are the four combat? Oh, all the seven. Uh, all the seven. Uh, I can break yeah. them down pretty easy. Uh, the first form is called Shicho. Shicho is a traditionalist form. It utilizes a strong defensive and parrying ability to offset the opponent and disarm them. Second form is Makashi. It's the closest one to fencing. It's known as the duelist form. It all works on quick blade work and quick footwork as well. Mm-hmm. Form three is Soretsu. Soretsu is a purely defense form. It's also Obi-Wan's main form. Utilizes a quick ability to create barriers with your blade. Uh, Anyone who masters this can't be touched. Form (laughs) 4 is Ataru. Ataru is all about agility, acrobatics, just erratic abilities and stuff like that. That's the guys who are doing the flips and tricks. I mean, these guys will do like cartwheels and stuff and rolls and stuff. They're pretty, they're pretty insane to watch. Uh, <laughs> form five is Shien Demsao. It is a purely aggressor form. It's you, you usually see it with Darth Vader. It's just Using mm-hmm. some strong attacks to knock your opponent off guard. Form six is Neiman. Neiman is all about balance, precision, and just patience. It's used by a lot more older people. And then the seventh form is Juyo Vapod. And it's all an emotional type of thing. Whatever that person's feeling emotionally is usually what gets put into it. So usually you see like uh, rage and combos out of that form. Anyone can learn all seven of them. We do teach all seven of them. So, yeah, (laughs) that's cool. So what what form would you say you're more of a master at then? Uh, My my master is actually in Ataru, the fourth form. 
And can you remind me what that one is again? That's the uh, acrobatic and agility one. Man, that's awesome. I actually use uh, butterfly kicks to uh, close gaps, and I, uh, I'll i do a uh, back handspring to get distanced from my opponents. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. That is, that's insane. Man, and there's videos of you doing this, right? There's a couple videos out there. I don't know if I have very much of... Um, the uh my ataru forms on video right now okay gotcha yeah so i guess let's get back into like how you became like started living the jedi lifestyle like what kind of prompted you to do that well the philosophies of it there's two real main points that they teach within the philosophy and lifestyle uh the first one is Acknowledge that some uh, that bad things happen in this world, but don't let it poison who you are. Mm. And then the other one is be the change you want to see in the world. And gotcha. Uh, there's so much cool things about the Jedi and everything. Uh, the one that really pulled me in uh, the most is Jedi are constantly learning. They're always wanting to know what's going on. They mm-hmm. want to know how the world works. They want to know how people work. And this ever-changing seeking for knowledge just makes us a lot different from most people. It's (laughs) living this lifestyle's actually got me into the medical field. So, yeah, really, yeah, I'm in medical school right now. (laughs) That is crazy. So, just kind of that philosophy got you in. Like you're like, you know what? I'm gonna challenge myself. I'm gonna seek more knowledge. Like for your example, the medical field. Yeah. Is that... Wow. That's not easy. How's med school then? That's probably... Oh, it's, it's definitely not easy. <laughs> it's beast. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not So how do, you, how do you apply then some of the philosophy to actually uh, go through those hard things then? Well, a, a lot of it's um, also with uh, being a Jedi is bettering yourself to better people around you. So it's just a ever seeking if i do something that inspires someone else because i've worked hard for where it's where i'm at kind of a thing and someone acknowledges it and in turn wants to better themselves as well it just becomes a ripple effect throughout the world and it could be as small as you know picking up trash off the side of a highway Someone's going to acknowledge it and be inspired to do something themselves. I agree. I think oftentimes we don't know the actions, like what we do, what it's going to do for us, like for others in the long term. Yeah. We we need, sometimes need to take the step back. And I mean, as much as some people hate like analyzing their decisions, realize like, hey, my decisions have positive and negative consequences. And other people are watching and sometimes they look up to you sometimes like hey what the heck's that guy doing yeah. and you need to hold yourself accountable to that but i think it's cool that you that you like clean up trash and you go and do all that just because that's what i do and it's similar to the movies and uh where like the have you seen uh clone wars oh of course yeah yeah but like it reminds me of the one episode where like Obi-Wan was being very, very kind to the the Twi'leks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably said that wrong. And and then that just, bam, had a ripple effect. And 
it's so true like it, there's a lot of lessons in that do you think like george lucas did that on purpose or like dave filoni some of those producers yeah i i know uh I know George Lucas really was into it because when he first started it and everything, he did want it to be outward of, you know, there's no, like, no one's inherently evil. And that was what he did with Darth mm-hmm. Vader himself. If you really delve into the movies, yeah. you can see that, you know, Anakin was just a hurt person. He wasn't, he wasn't inherently evil. It was... Just the world beat him down more than he could stand up kind of a thing. And they really did a good job, especially, like, afterward with the prequels and everything, showing, like, how he's just he's just a scared child that's been beaten down into an evil spot. Well, within the, within the philosophies that we go through, the acknowledge bad things happen, but don't let it poison you. It's really just a saying of, like, there's always something that's going to be out there that's bad, but it doesn't have to inherently be bad. What do you mean by that last part? So, like, that doesn't have to be bad? Because I, I think there's bad things out there, right? Yeah. Like, that we look at and are bad. What what do you kind of mean by that? So, uh, trying to think of a decent current event that I can use as an example I always go with the hurricanes. You know, we had Hurricane Irwin, mm-hmm. and I mean, the bads in it, I mean, it tore through all those cities and yes. took people's homes and stuff like that. You know, it caused some great devastation, but as a Jedi, I can't just sit there and say, all these bad things happened, and, you know, it's pointless to do anything. Instead, we look inward and we say, well, what's good? What good has come from this? Well, it's pulled the community together. You ever seen how strong Louisiana and New Orleans is? I mean, you can tear those guys down and yeah. they'll stand up and get back better than they were beforehand. You know, it's they're pretty insane with how strong they are. And they're strong like that because they have such a great community that's ready and able to stand up for what happens. So mm-hmm. it's it's always like, sure, it's a bad thing that happened, but you know those guys are going to be stronger than they were last year because of it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think you bring in an excellent point where it kind of reminded me of so there's this book that oh, I'm trying to remember the author off the top of my head, but they, she wrote the um, Chronicles of Narnia, but a different book. And it's teaching you like essentially what it is, is teaching you how to be a devil, right? Like how to be this evil person and stuff. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is they talked about war and the like the devil that was training the younger one was like, no, 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 no we actually don't like that. And they're like, what? Why? And he's like, yeah, people die and a lot of bad things happen. But it actually brings a lot of people together. It's like, you know what? We see this bad thing. Let's fight against it type of thing. And it brings a lot of that community together, kind of like what you were talking about. When bad things happen, usually it brings people together. Yeah. So this is uh, something I'm just going to kind of throw out there. But COVID-19, that didn't seem to really do that. Any like advice of what we should have maybe done like to kind of bring that people together or also just 
I don't know. I think that instead of right where natural and like bad things happens, it brings us together. This kind of tore us apart. What what's kind of your thoughts there? Well, there are uh, there's of course there are the good and the bads with it. The good thing was mm-hmm. at least within the health field, um, within the health field, we really buckled down and learned so much more about uh, pathogens and. Uh, all these different viruses and biotics and stuff like that. And yeah, it's like, sure, you know, people tore each other apart over this virus. And it was, it was kind of odd to see it that way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think, I think the reason it tore people apart more than it brought them together was because a lot of people put the politics into it. And Let's let's go. be honest. You get in the politics, it's a lose lose. How I see mm-hmm. it is, um, I've always told people there's always three sides to every story. There's the right, the left, and the truth. You know. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> there's always going to be more than one side to a story, but in the end, no one's technically right. There's one right thing that happened and that's it kind of a thing exactly and i i like that you i mean you just seem like a guy that's you focus on the good things right like i love how the first thing you told me was uh that there there there's a lot of advancements made in the medical field and i'm like that that alone is something good that can happen but it doesn't get talked about right and oftentimes right the bad the bad tends to get front and center because it's like oh we got to fix this problem so this is kind of a question i want to hear your answer to and that's when bad things happen how do we still go ahead and like try and solve them but like kind of take that approach of like hey other people might try and solve it a different way oh how how to deal with uh, i'm guessing you're meaning like how to deal with uh how to solve problems like yeah, and resolve differences. Well, one of the things I always say is, you know, not everyone is cut out to do everything. You know, so we'll just go back with the the hurricane thing. Sure, there's like mm-hmm. m- people like me and you. Probably, I, I don't know, you would probably have a really great ability to reach out to people and say like, hey, we need a call to action type stuff. And... You know, my you. approach <laughs> to it would be more like, you know, I can post things up and we can pray over them or we can, uh, like, donate to these bigger places that's able to help. And then there's probably people just on the next state down that's rushing in and fixing electricity and gutting houses and stuff like that. So... I wouldn't say, like, uh, people fight and, you know, are so different that it causes problems. It's more of focus on what you can do to help rather than what everyone else is doing. Because that just actually does kind of create more of a negative impact on you. Uh, Especially when it's like, sure, you don't know how to build a building or gut a house or you don't have the Mm -hmm. ability to do this or that just focus on, Hey, I am able to help. It might be a little different from everybody else, but you're still helping in one way or the next. And that goes a long way. I think, I think you're right on. I think everyone 
was born with certain strengths and gifts, right? That they're just, they're just naturally better at than other people. And why, why shouldn't we use them to help benefit society? Right? Like yeah. we should use people's skills to help everyone as a whole, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, Oh man, Hey, you have something that no one else does. You're in charge of this type of thing. And I, I think if we kind of came together against with that kind of attitude, I think we could have, we could get a lot done. Mm-hmm. So also on the, uh, kind of the, uh, the styles of dueling and stuff. Ha- the thing that's coming to my mind right now is uh, the phrase Yoda uses. It's like fear leads to anger, anger, hate, right? Everyone's heard that one, hate to suffering. Yeah. I want to hear kind of your, that side of the philosophy, what your perspective is. So that. that philosophy is uh, we use the negative, uh, like we talk about the negative a lot and everything. And so fear there's so many different types of fear out there. You know, you got the fear of the unknown. You have your basic phobias and stuff like that. Well, one of the things is is you're allowing that negative energy to penetrate your body and mind and soul. And what happens is, is well, you have so much of this fear of what could be and not enough of the positive of what could be. And that's the start of the poisoning of your energies. And then that leads to anger. I mean, you ever go you ever go and uh, watch the news and you just see, oh, these people are killing each other and we need to fight back and stuff. And, well, now your fears of what could be is elevated because of what you see. And now you're angry at anything and everyone. And you're going to, in turn, create negatives to, uh, with your own anger. And then anger leads to suffering because, sure, you might feel like you're getting ahead in life. And you're able to top off these other people with your own hate and anger. But sooner or later, you're going to lose everything. And then it's suffering is what happens. And that's what that exactly. that's what that phrase means. And that's what happens with Vader. He was afraid of leaving his mother behind. And then that became anger because of everything he saw in the wars. And then ultimately he loses everything and he suffers because of it. Exactly. No, I yeah. think you hit it right on the right on the net, uh, the head. I think also when, when that seed of resentment is planted, that like it, it starts out small, kind of like you said, the, yeah. that fear of like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if right. It's, it's almost the fear of that unknown. Like, I don't really know how this is going to turn out if we let this progress. Right. Like your example, let's say with the news right there, these people are out here killing these guys. Right. It strikes that fear like, oh, my gosh, like something something could happen. But and we don't know what that outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. However, right we let that go on and like, all right, we got to, we got to hit them back. Right. We got to put them in their place type of thing. And that's when right anger, all these other, and then to your point at the end, it's a, it's a lose, lose situation, right? No, no one really comes out winning that, right? The person that's causing all this damage is definitely suffering. And then the people that receive it also. Yeah. Same, same thing for them. And on, on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the intelligent question of the day. I think there's a fine line of when, when should you defend yourself 
and when should you try and keep like that anger in check because i think sometimes right you can't just be helpless right you have to be strong to be able to defend yourself Mm -hmm. a what's the difference between like defending yourself and then just retaliating and b how can we be more like that oh that's a good one so when to defend and when to uh fight kind of a thing um Mm -hmm. well to defend i've always been like you know i'll defend these philosophies and these lifestyle choices because i believe it's correct you know like i can stand by this and say i think i'm making the right choices kind of a thing and it's it's easy to defend your opinions and your ideals what you believe it's completely fine to do that when you should fight is the hard part especially because the jedi don't really believe in fighting but we do in an oddball way kind of like how i say you don't fight hate with hate well you don't fight fire with fire you put it out with water so one of the harder ways of fighting as a jedi is you have to understand their perspective and that's when you can decide to fight but i wouldn't suggest fighting exactly the same you know uh people out there always are fighting with words and guns and it's it's just become hate on hate you got uh one side riots and destroys the city then the other side riots and destroys the city so i've always said you know fight fire with water if you feel like something's wrong in the community, try and figure out what's going on. Because there's a common core problem that both sides are actually fighting for. They just don't open their minds enough to figure out what's going on. Everyone's always fighting for something, and it's usually pretty similar. <laughs> I, no, I, I 100% agree. That that right there is the intelligent answer of the day. That That is phenomenal i think also to your point a lot of people have the same principles the same values like hey this is this is what i believe in this is what i want Mm -hmm. but then it's like i think the biggest thing is how do we it's how do we actually solve the problem at hand right yeah because everyone has different solutions and then it's like well my solution's better my solution's better and then that's when you start butting heads the fact of the matter is everyone still cares about this issue right yeah the problem is is how do we deal with it that's where we start conflicting, yeah. I think. And there's a lot of there's a lot of those type of things. Like you got the pro life versus the pro choice people, and it's not like there is no right or wrong answers on it. And that's why so many people are fighting about the issue. Is it's because you know, like to some points, there's one point on one side that's right, and one point on the other side that's right, but. There's not a definite answer of this one's right or this one's right. Both sides have good points and both sides have bad points, you know. There's no right or wrong (laughs) answer. But that's when I have to say that it's not about fighting anymore. It's about defending what you believe in. And I'm sure that the other side can at least agree with some of your standpoints as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's again. You have you have to come in with that openness as well. That's like I think the core thing. It's a hard thing to do in today. So, 
<laughs> yeah. No, it is it is hard. I I agree. Mm-hmm. So, Austin, thank you for coming on. If people want to reach out to you, get training from you, attend your academy, what's the best way? A, they can find it, attend it, all that, and also reach out to you and get a hold of you. So, uh, Portside Rogues uh, is the best way to find us. Um, you can find us through Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. We're, we're on most different types of so, uh, social media platforms. Uh just whichever one you use, type on Portside Rogues, and you'll likely find us. And it's not too hard. Each and every one of them is connected to the other one. So once you find it, it's That's it's cool. pretty easy. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate I learned a lot from you, and I'm sure people listening also walked away with a lot of great points. So thank you for coming on today. Of course. All right, everyone, as you can tell, that is Austin Wells. He's a very intelligent person, has great things to share. I challenge you guys, if you liked anything you heard today or are interested in learning more from Austin, to reach out to him. I'm sure he would love to hear from you guys. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys. See you guys next week, and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.